You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. Hello and happy March to our Gromark podcast listeners. I'm Sam Spence from the Gromark agronomy team, and I am glad you can tune in today. The first official day of spring is March 20th, and with the advent of a new season, there's been a flurry of activity picking up here at the Gromark Bloomington home office. Seeing the pace picking up here, I can only imagine how busy it is across the FS system. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to try and catch members of our agronomy teams to see how they are gearing up for spring. In this episode, I'm visiting with Rod Wells, Crop Nutrients Division Manager, Joe Dillier, who is our Director of Supply and Merchandising, and we're also joined by Joe Kilgus, who is the Director of Sales for Region 1. We're covering fertilizer movement, sales focus, weather forecasts, and dessert. Wait a second, what was that last part? Tune in to find out. Before we get on to the main topic, I wanted to take a moment to introduce each of you to our podcast listeners. Joe Kilgus joins us this morning. He's the Director of Sales for Region 1. Joe, how long have you been on the crop nutrients team, and do you have additional history across the FS system? Uh, yes, I do. I've been on the Gromark Crop Nutrients team about a l- uh, little over 11 years now, uh, but I spent uh, 21 years prior to that uh, with various uh, FS member co- cooperatives. Starting out in a sales role, working up into uh, sales management and, and uh, managing agronomy divisions. So, uh, big background in agriculture. In fact, uh, born and raised on a family farm here in central Illinois and uh, still. I work some on that family farm, so I've got a large vested interest in agriculture. And that's great. And I'll, I'll also introduce Joe Dillier, who's the Director of sale, uh, Supply and Merchandising. Uh, Joe, can you share with our listeners what work you're involved with and how long you've been in the system? Yeah, I've been with uh, Gromark uh, uh, since uh, March of 2006, uh, so coming up on 12 years pretty quick. Um Prior to that, I was with uh, fertilizer manufacturer up in the Chicago area, CF Industries. Uh, my role here at uh, at Gromar Crop Nutrients, uh, where where we are distributors of uh, crop nutrients across really kind of across the eastern half of the U.S., but uh, especially here in the Midwest. Uh, my role is to purchase and position product, and try to manage the risk price risk that we have on that product. Um, so we are. We're buying nitrogen and phosphate and potash fertilizers from where they're produced or where they're imported, moving them into position in the interior where they're needed, and then sold to our uh, our retailer customers, uh, FS members, and other customers. That's great. And Joe, do you have additional history in, in farming or in the ag industry beyond that? Uh, yeah, I was uh, raised on a on a uh, on a farm, uh, southeastern Illinois, east central Illinois, uh, down in Clark County, and uh, got a degree in agriculture economics. Uh, 
uh, from SIU and uh, always been interested in, uh, especially in uh, agriculture markets and what's going on uh, around the globe that affects uh, supply and demand and prices and all that stuff. That's great. And we're actually going to touch on that a little bit later in the podcast episode here. Um, So this morning, I'm also going to uh, reintroduce to our listeners Rod Wells. He is our Crop Nutrients Division Manager. Rod, thanks for joining us this morning. And I'm glad to have a chance to visit with everyone since I know that you're all getting busier these days. Let's go ahead and move to the main topic and share with our podcast listeners what activities you and your teams are engaging in as we are all gearing up for spring. So I'll start with Rod. Could you share maybe some highlights from across the Crop Nutrients Division? Sure, Sam. So uh, in the sales area, we're finalizing our forecasts and needs for uh, the upcoming spring, you know, trying to get an idea on how many tons we think we'll sell, what uh, impact weather could have, what impact crop prices could have. Uh, And then, as Joe Dillier said a minute ago, his team is busy taking that information uh, and then positioning the products that we'll sell to our customers, uh, buying them to have barge quantities to sell or putting them into our warehouses. We have quite an extensive warehouse network through the Midwest out to the East Coast. Uh, And so we're busy trying to get all that product in place to meet the needs of our customers once they start going to the field. And then, of course, that all works through our operations team led by Brian Hunman. Uh, and so he supervises our facility network uh, managers and, and those teams. And so actually, uh, you know, we're dealing with a lot of different things right now, trying to get those products positioned in place and ready to go. And uh, we've had some issues on the Ohio River with a couple of our uh, facilities recently with all the rainfall uh, we've been having across the Midwest where they're uh, dealing with some, some light flooding, nothing I think that will impact us uh, very deep into spring here, but, but they've been dealing with that. And then we have a business operations team uh, that kind of makes it all go for us, uh, takes the sales work that Joe uh, Kilgus' uh, team does here and, and marries it up with what Mr. Dillier's group is doing on a positioning and, and product supply uh, desk and then and then getting that and facilitating all those transactions. And I might note that we're doing all this while we're getting ready to go live with a big new ERP project in, uh, in late summer, uh, the July time frame. And so uh, everybody's also busy with activities related to Uh, making sure that system's ready to go as well. So lots of stuff going on, uh, but we'll be ready to to meet the bell once it rings here. Absolutely, and that's a great segue for Joe Kilgus. Uh, Could you highlight some of the work that you do with your area sales managers, maybe across your region one area, um, and then also the work with the customers? Yeah, our our work actually for spring season from, from a sales standpoint starts even before last fall's harvest is done because they're really we're trying to almost look a a season ahead Uh, we start that way and trying to do forecasting and planning as to what we think demand is going to be obviously commodity prices uh, could change uh, what what demand can be Um, weather can change what demand is going to be and then some just just cropping practices in general so the the salesman the area sales managers that i supervise are in contact with our fs member cooperative people uh, almost on a daily basis Uh, they've got what we said the forecast was what the plan is and then they work out uh, the some advice on when to buy that uh, watching the markets we work with joe dillier's team on that too and they they watch the world markets which affect the local markets but we look logistically what's the best way the most economical way to get products to these uh, individual places uh, to try to put people in the right place 
risk management is also another big part of their job because nobody wants inventory uh, sitting around that is unused or not going to be used. So we continue to watch that. We try to reposition that. But the main thing is to get everything lined up, planned ahead of time, in the right place at the right time because when, when the weather goes and the tractors go to the field, it's got to be there now. Uh, and that's what we try to make sure happens. And that you touched on the uh, supply. So I'll turn over to Joe Dillier. And, uh, you know, your market focus spans not only across the U.S., which is what Joe and, and Rod have said, but even reaches out to India and China. So why are you so interested in the global big picture when it comes to fertilizer? Um, fertilizer is a is a commodity. Uh, a lot of services go along with fertilizer at the retail level. And uh and uh, so that aspect is not a commodity, but the product itself is a commodity. And it's a world commodity and affected by world events uh, around the globe. Depending on the timing of those world events, if, they, if there's maybe a fair amount of time before the next season, they can have more effect on the local price here in the U.S or depending on if the timing is, is right up close to the spring season, then the pricing uh, in the local market is in the local market here in the U.S. is more determined by supply demand factors right here in the local market. But the global, the global business, especially as we've seen with China here in the last six months of the, as they have cut back production, the, 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 the things that are affecting the global business can definitely affect uh, the local market, whether that's the price in, of ammonia coming out of Cowden, Illinois, or Trilla, Illinois, or uh, uh, urea coming out of Ontario, or, uh, or phosphate coming out of our East Liverpool facility in Ohio. So it, uh, things in China, things in India, like I say, the timing can, can have a different uh, impact as far as the intensity, but uh, they definitely have a, a price impact uh, at some point. Definitely. And, and Joe, I also wanted to kind of mention for our listeners, one of the unique services I guess your team provides uh, to our customers and our, our members is uh, these weekly Friday market notes. Could you touch on a little bit of, about what you're kind of trying to capture there when you send out these market notes? Sure. We, we just, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like a, a market newsletter kind of a thing um, that goes to our, our customers. Pardon me. And um, we are just trying to highlight the supply demand factors that are impacting prices and that uh, may impact people's decisions as to when they want to buy. Of course, timing is a, is a, is a big issue as to when people buy because uh, as we get closer into the season, like right now, March the 2nd, um, we're getting close to the spring season, so not a lot of time left. If you're if you're going to buy product and get it in position, you, you have to be doing that. Um, but when to buy from a pricing standpoint is also important. And those newsletters, those that market uh, market notes, market notes focus puts uh, puts focus on what's going on around the world, what's going on locally, what's going. You know, the river system has been a big issue here recently. Lots of rain this past couple of weeks. Uh, put a lot of water into the river system, uh, caused flooding, caused caused delays in getting supply into place, and means that you know some some uh, local markets are going to be tighter in terms of supply 
for the next uh, little bit here and we'll see when the demand opens up for spring but some local markets have the potential to be tighter so all that is kind of discussed as well as what's going on around around the world anything that uh, is really material to the supply demand balance for the various fertilizer products that we handle that's great joe and so we kind of talked about what's going on right now as we look back over last year this time there was an early ammonia run as i've heard you call it rod and that was quickly halted due to the rainy season that quickly followed. So as we've inched toward this new season, I've seen some forecasts calling for above normal rainfall for some of our Midwest geography and also to the north of us. And so what does this mean for fertilizer movement and application? Joe just kind of highlighted a little bit of that, you know, in terms of our river system and and supply reaching our members. But could you kind of share a little bit about what you're keeping an eye on? Absolutely. So, as you said, you know, last uh, February, last half of February, we had uh, we had really ideal conditions and warm weather, uh, unseasonably warm, and so uh, that led to an early start to our ammonia season. Um, and so it looked at that point in time like we were going to have an early spring, um, and generally an earlier spring, uh, a more open spring, uh, surely. Uh, encourages fertilizer application and encourages application of crop nutrients and so you know what we have to go in having said that we have to have adequate moisture to get the crop off and going and so you know the weather is is always a a wild card in the ag business and so um, you know when it's raining too much we want it to shut off and then it'll turn dry and, and and we're doing the rain dance wanting more rain but you know generally um, you know, wetter than, than normal early. Um, we'd like to have that rain fall over the winter or that snow fall over the winter so we can get into the field and get the farmers into the field on a timely fashion. Um, you, know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not in any kind of critical situation to date, but I think for the most part there are a few pockets that may be uh, needing a little rain, but for the most part we've had abundant rainfall across the Midwest and out east, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, in the, in the uh, not too distant past here. And so I think we're ready for that to shut off uh, again in most areas and ready to get to the field. And so, you know, that just facilitates the applicators getting into the field, the planters getting into the field um, and generally gets the season off to a good start uh, where we tend to get concerned is if it rains uh, and delays those uh, planning uh, planters from going to the field. Sometimes that can Im- impact, um, you know, the willingness or the ability of the farmer to get the fertilizer on the ground. And so, uh, there's some changes in management practices. We're a long way from that that being a concern right now, but I think all all things being equal, I think we're ready for the rain to shut off, Sam, and mm-hmm. ready uh, ready for spring to happen here. So um, that that would. Uh, you know, that would be the impact of the weather from my perspective today. And Joe Kilgus, can you describe just a little bit of how the weather across the states impacts our work? Well, obviously, we cover a huge geography, so it, it, it doesn't rain everywhere all the time. So it's uh, we've got across our territory, even today, where you, we've got flooding in some spots and uh, some spots where it's fairly dry and it wouldn't take too much sunshine to get us in the field. So we have to be ready all the time. Uh, as Rod stated, the weather, the weather if, it, if it continues to stay wet in some areas, it can change even the products uh, that they use, that, that a farmer wants to use in his management practice. Uh, so we've got to be ready for that. We've got to try to have inventory of, of the alternate products as well as then you may, may suddenly become long on products that, are, that uh, you were planning on using. So that's a big part of our job. And again, that's the area of sales managers talking with our customers on a daily basis to try to evaluate where things are at and help them make some of them decisions. Uh, obviously, in, we, we talk about the weather in the U.S., but the weather even in Argentina, where they're a little bit drier today, 
uh, that's affecting what their cropping practices might be, which which then is adding to our, it's kind of a, been a boost to some commodity prices. Boost in commodity prices could end up changing some of the fertilizer demand for us here in the, in the Midwest. So uh, there's, there's positives to come from weather and there's negatives to come from it, but uh, we just got to be ready to handle them either way. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, you probably heard a phone ringing in the background, and as you can tell, these guys are pretty busy. So I'm going to wrap this up, um, but as as we close today, I just wanted to share this just for fun. I can think of a few holidays or interesting events that take place in March. March Madness, St. Patrick's Day, Daylight Savings Time is coming up. But did you know that today, March 2nd, is National Banana Cream Pie Day? So... Um, (laughs) but I, I was just curious, what, what would you say is your, your favorite dessert? Oh, wow. Uh, um, you know, I, I like, um, I like pecan pie. I like pecan pie. Pecan pie? I would be largely different. For for me, it's anything cherry, cherry cobbler, cherry pie, cherry crisp, uh, cherry turnovers, you name it. Okay. (laughs) Well, you hit it, Sam, the cream. So uh, banana cream's way up there. Coconut cream would be the top. Okay, awesome. I'm already thinking about dessert, and it's still kind of around breakfast time. Uh, I have to say my favorite, and it's usually getting ready right around my birthday in May, is uh, strawberry rhubarb pie. That's one of my favorites. So, well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate the time that you took out of your busy schedules already this morning. People are looking for you. Um, And just appreciate you sharing more with us, our Growmark podcast listeners, about how you are gearing up for spring. Okay, on that sweet note, I want to say thank you again to Joe Dillier, Joe Kilgus, and Rod Wells for taking the time to help us learn more about the Crop Nutrients Division here at Growmark and all of the hard work that they highlighted across their teams. And last but not least, thank you, podcast listeners, for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app.